there is a camaraderie. It's also fun to enjoy other teams' atmospheres, right? And of course, LSU's is legendary. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to that much as much as the football game. Yeah, I talked to uh, my, one of the friends I'm meeting. Uh, uh, when we're in New Orleans, is uh, Brett Michael Dykes, who's mm-hmm. uh, Uprocks. He's old poison. Oh, yeah, yeah, no different. Not guy. that huh. different. Uh, he's got the other chief of Uprocks. He's kind of most famous for being, you know, as Cajun boy, yeah. as the old uh, media dude. And uh, I told him, and he, the minute that they announced this game was three thirty. He's like, oh, that's a bummer. You're not getting a night game. I was like, dude, it is fine. It is totally fine. It's three thirty. Here it is. This is the big game us Georgia fans have been waiting on all season. It's been 10 years since the dogs last played the Tigers down in Death Valley. And thankfully, as Will so perfectly put it, the game will not be played at night. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 155 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My co-hosts, Tony Waller and Will Leach, join me in studio to break down the 31st all-time meeting of Georgia and LSU. Hopefully you all are going to the game. Sadly, I am not. But Tony and Will are traveling down there probably right now as we speak. For fans like me who are not going, it's a little bit too bad because the next time the dogs roll down to Baton Rouge, it'll be the year 2030. Think about that. The kids that will be playing in that game are currently six, seven, or eight years old. On the show today, we provide our usual game analysis and make predictions on who we think will win, Georgia, and by how much, a lot. We also jump into some unique Georgia versus LSU historical trivia and relive some past epic games the two schools have played. But a quick heads up, the first eight or nine minutes of this episode are spent talking Major League Baseball, and Will provides a deep discussion on particular championship windows for certain American and National League teams. And if you're a Braves fan, even though they have been eliminated from the playoffs this year, you might like what you hear from Will on what he sees their future to be. It's a good one today, a long one too. So sit back and enjoy the Georgia LSU preview show. Here's Will. It's worth noting we, uh, we are recording once again early mm-hmm. and uh, actually during the Braves Dodgers game. So I will be keeping oh, thank you. occasionally yeah, pop in and give a little updates. Yeah, I'm sure Fulty just walked somebody else. Currently, uh, listen, Walk two guys the Dodgers are earning walks. The, yes. the, the Braves are not. Handing out walks, I guess yeah, it just seems like whenever a Dodgers hitter gets up there, they, they drill see. a home run and there's a guy on base. Dodgers yeah. are really, really good. Dodgers They're a really good baseball good. team. It yeah. is. I, I, this feels, and again, maybe everyone will be listening to this and hear the, the Braves came back and won. Your future game. listener, yes, <laughs> but uh, certainly getting one game from the Dodgers has got to feel like a victory for. Uh, this yeah, season. they won 92 games yeah. before the play the one game playoff. Yeah, and uh, I mean this season is uh, this season is a oh, year early for the Braves. Yeah, it's a year yeah. early for the Braves. They look to me, for all the world, like a team that's going to run off some division titles. Well, I got a question for you then, because I was hearing some sports talk person on Atlanta radio this week talking about windows and how, you know, the Seattle Seahawks had a window and it's closing. Uh, The Atlanta Falcons had a short window and it's obviously closing. Slam closed. Yeah, it's slam closed. So you mentioned the Braves. It's it's coming. Who right now in 2018 is either in that window in baseball, since we're talking about playoffs, and who, like the Braves, might be seeing one? Like, I would assume the Nationals window has closed. It's closing. We'll see. They still have Scherzer. They still have Strasburg. They still have Soto. They still have a lot of guys. But Is the Cubs window closing? Uh, it's, they've got three years. Cubs have three years. That's when all their contracts come up. Okay. And uh, so they, they, they uh, listen, baseball teams are getting so smart now, they actually are specifically putting together their windows. Like, the Cubs put together their roster knowing – 
we have three more years. Is that why the Braves did not bring Acuna up right out of spring training? That's exactly right, because it gives you team control uh, for him for an extra year. Okay. And so, yeah, so, like, it's all so, like, everybody's, they all get their Excel spreadsheets, and they're all figuring out exactly. And that the Cubs are specifically designed to have three years. After three years, Bryant, Rizzo, uh, Schwarber, all those guys are free agents. So, so Now, they may extend some of those guys, but the whole idea is that's your window. So are you surprised, maybe the Braves surprised you, but are you surprised by any of the MLB postseason teams? Are they? Are all the teams that are in the postseason in their window right now? The, uh, they're all in their window, but some of them have shoved open their window. Like the Brewers would be another example. The Brewers, this is probably a, I don't think they were, they thought they were, they signing Kane and trading for Yelich meant that they were going to try to go for it this year. But this is not, like the, the big mistake that teams make is when they don't realize that their window is over and they keep trying. This is what put the Orioles in such a bad spot. They kept spending good money after bad. The Tigers are in the bad spot because of this. The Phillies were in this bad spot until they've now come, come, come back around. The, 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 it's rare that you find teams that just kind of try to, that aren't the Yankees or the Red Sox that are trying to perpetually contend. Probably, frankly, the only other example is probably the Cardinals. The Cardinals are a team that does not like to rebuild. Um, and so, therefore, they're always trying. Because the baseball is now set up to have these cycles because of the luxury tax to where you shut it all down. Like, look at the last three champions. The Astros, a team that was horrible for four years and completely bottomed out so they can build up all the, all, all the roster they have. The Cubs, the Cubs did, did the, almost the exact same thing. And the Royals, a team that didn't spend money because they had all of these young prospects coming up. They had like a three-year window to do it, and they were fortunate. The sad thing is when you make a window to win a championship and it doesn't happen. The Tigers, had, the Tigers are a great example of that. The Braves are about to open, are about to go into, again, this is probably a year early for the Braves. The Braves are about to go into an extended window of, at least five, six years. I, I think it's hard to argue the Braves aren't going to be the best team in that division over the next five or six years. The Marlins are a mess. The Mets are a mess. Uh, the Nationals look like they're coming to the end of something. The Phillies look like they're on their way up but are not nearly as far along as the Braves are. Uh, so for me, it's whatever. I know that telling any Braves fan, don't worry about this <laughs> postseason difficulty because there's always time later to do it. Right. It's a very, easy, a very kind of difficult thing to say. But this is the start of something very, very good for the Braves. I, I'm excited about the Cardinals' future. I would be more excited about the Braves' future. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, fine, with, I'm fine with that. I mean, I mean all the young pitchers are coming. Like, that's no, the thing. Like, well, I'm saying at the beginning of the season, this, this is a 500. Anything about 500 is gravy. And then it started looking like June or July, they caught fire. But, you, I mean, universally, people thought, I mean, I think you wrote some yeah. stuff saying, hey, they're going to fade, yeah. which is not, that wasn't dumb money. And, to be, just, and to be fair, they kind of did fade. It's just the Phillies and the Nationals. The Phillies sure. really yeah. faded. Although, yeah. I mean, they were on pace to win about 90, between 90 and 95 games. They won 90. Yeah. So and This was also like a generally kind of good year. Like the Cardinals won 88 games and missed the playoffs. Yep. They're the first National League team to win that many games and miss the playoffs in four years. Yeah. So the, the whole kind of league was up a little bit. Right, and that was, that was absolutely a factor of what was happening in the, in the West and the Central because, you know, the, the Cardinals were the third-place team in the Central at 88 wins. Yeah, right, right? Exactly, exactly. They, they would have finished no worse than two games. Two games. But of course, you're going to see this more and more often now because of teams that they don't, they don't call it tanking. They call it resetting the competitive window. But, like, team – like, look at the AL Central. There are four teams that were actively trying not to win this year. Like the White Sox, the Tigers, the Royals, and uh, who am I forgetting? That division? The, the Twins. Twins. The Twins were actually trying a little bit, but once they realize we're not very good, they completely start tanking again. So Cleveland has a team that's probably average, but they won the division by like 15 games because they were the only ones going for it. So that's the disadvantage for a team like Tampa Bay, who's in the division with the Yankees and the Red Sox, who are always going for it. 
So, um, so for me, that's that's the advantage the Braves have is not just are they good and they have a lot of talent, but their division is in flux. So it looks like the Braves from the outside and all sorts of weird things can happen. But it looks like the Braves from the outside are ready to kind of rattle off some NL East titles in a row, which is exciting. Which is that great. is exciting. And I have to say, other than the chop, don't get me started about the chop, That I think that place is pretty loud. You, you, anytime there's a new stadium, you always look to well, see. Last night was yeah. an, an amazing anytime, sight on anytime TV. Anytime you see a new stadium, it's always good to see like how – how hot it is during a big playoff game. Because you don't really know during the regular season. But during a big playoff game, I thought it was pretty hopping in there. Mm-hmm. Particularly when you're down 2-0, it's kind of sometimes hard to get up for a game like and that. And you blow a five-run lead. Yeah, but uh, I thought they were pretty hot. That, day, that ninth inning, they were fire. And, and they could have lost. I mean, that, that ninth <laughs> inning got ugly. And so, but, but when he settled down and got him down, it got kind of exciting. And he struck and, out the side. Yeah, it was hot. And he like after like completely screwing up, he just like destroyed guys. So it was very fun. And I have to say, that Acuna Grand Slam was so freaking awesome yeah <laughs> like that, that, that great slam particularly having to come after an obvious ball oh, yeah. on a pitch before and have him and just have him just wail on one Acuna is I mean I hope Acuna a lot of times when there's a star the caliber of Acuna uh, sometimes Andrew Jones yeah sometimes well, yeah or sometimes it goes the wrong way like sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes uh People get too excited. I think Hayward was a good example. Oh, yeah. People got, like, way too excited. <laughs> Jeff Francoeur. Way too early on. Now, Francoeur was never actually very good. He just got, like, a good start to his career, and people got really excited. Oh, my God. That guy. Oh. Yeah. And he's also he's actually a worse broadcaster than he is a baseball player. He's actually a terrible, terrible broadcaster. But uh, Frenchie. But um, uh, but anyway, the point is, is that, like, hey, you know what he just did? He swung out a ball out of the zone. He swung out of the zone. Like, while we were talking? While, while we, we were talking. talking. We're talking. 100%. Just, I imagine him in the booth just, like, going for his coffee cup and, like, missing dramatically. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the point is, is that Acuna is, like, a super, super, superstar. And anytime you have a super, superstar, in a way that Hayward wasn't, that you want to make sure, particularly with, with an organization like the Braves that doesn't always like to spend a lot of money, Make sure everybody loves, like everyone appreciates how great Acuna is. Because a lot of times when this organization does spend a lot of money and there's a superstar like that, a couple years in you start hearing the, what kind of contract does he want? Is he a me first player? And all those kind of stories that always come from that. You hope everybody appreciates what they've got with Acuna. So last thing on baseball, and then we'll move on to why we're sitting here. Who is your prediction for World Series and then your World Series champion? I picked uh, on MLB.com. Uh, they asked uh, the experts. Uh, to, to give our predictions before the uh, before the playoffs started, I picked uh, Houston uh, over Milwaukee. I picked Houston oh. over Milwaukee in the title. I'm very proud to report both those teams have already advanced at least to the to the uh, to the championship series. They both look good in their series. They both wow. look good, and they're both just like so hot right now. I mean, Houston, uh, according to advanced stats, Houston is actually better than Boston this year, and yeah. Boston won all those games. So watch uh, the games, nerd. Yeah, Houston. Houston is pretty awesome. Houston basically is the same team they last had last year, except everyone's a little better, and they have Garrett Cole. So uh, and they have um, um, a wife beater closer, but he's a good closer. He's a, and then apparently a good wife beater. But uh, <laughs> um, but so but they brought him in. So the, the Astros look really really awesome. Tony, I kind of feel like when you go to a party and you find out your friends a veterinarian, you start getting advice from them for free. Yeah. And you, you kind of sort of feel bad about it. That's how I feel about asking Will about oh, all this nice. baseball stuff because this is what he does. He's you, employed by MLB, and we're ever, getting this. Will will talk about baseball forever. That's true. It's that's true. A, it's, it's a great passion, and I if appreciate it. If I can it. talk about uh, baseball this comfortably after the Cardinals have missed the playoffs for the third straight year. You're in a good place. I do love, uh, yeah. I do love baseball quite a bit. But well, you, uh, And I love hearing about the Braves being good. And they are. I mean, like they, they are. If, if you were to pick, like, if you were to bet on a team to – on. Three teams to win the World Series over the next five years. I think the Braves would be one of them. 
Oh, I think that's, that makes sense. Yeah, we talked betting lines last week. Yeah. Uh, but my, speaking of last week, I'm sorry I missed the show. I apologize. I missed the show. I've been running around like a lunatic basically for four weeks now. Um, I was in Maine for the wedding uh, for the wedding over the weekend, as we mentioned on the post game show. How are the Bears doing up there? Uh, the Black Bears, the Maine Black Bears, yeah. are I don't know. I don't. I don't What's know. their record? Um, something in, one less something than it would have been because they got a game canceled on because South Carolina's afraid of them. I don't know, but that that was who got the South Carolina. No, it was UCF. Marshall. Marshall, that's yeah. right. Same thing, um, right? Yeah, I feel like I'm about to start your thread because, like you, well, we're both going to LSU this weekend. Um, we're roomies. Roomies. Like Notre Dame. That's right, Notre Dame. Just like Notre Dame. Um, Did you get a queen or a king? I'm the – oh, wait, sorry. You we, the, <laughs> I don't know. This, we, you know, it's 2000, 2018, yeah, Scott. We don't put labels on stuff. Exactly. Um, we, uh, there's a group of us. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, Wayne and our friend Tiffany. Um, and then uh, we're going to also meet out there with a few other folks. Um a shout out to the folks at and, and the Valley Shook. We're going to tailgate with them, mm-hmm. uh, which is the Sports Nation blog, um, SB Nation blog, uh, out for for LSU. Um, really looking forward to the trip. I, I when I walked in, I told the guys like, "Look, I'm just ready to cash out here because we, <laughs> you know, you and I both leave early on Wednesday morning. I have a full day of work to do, and I know you do as well. But it's just like it's going to be really hard to focus tomorrow because yeah. uh, all I want to do is go home and pack and go home to the airport. I have not. Uh, we're staying in New Orleans, of course. Yep, and uh, and leaving on Saturday. Obviously, now, have you ever been to Baton Rouge? I've never been to Baton Rouge. Yeah, okay. I've only been to New Orleans once. Mm. I went. To, it's been literally 16 years. Since I went to New Orleans, it went for, for my friend Matt. You know, I told my friend, friend Matt Pitzer. Yeah, 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 yeah. going to be the mayor of Columbia, Missouri someday. Uh, it was his bachelor party in 2002, and I had literally had a very un, a very ugly breakup the day before. <clears throat> oh, so there's this two, was that party. So there's I mean, okay, two ways okay. this could have gone. Yeah. It could have gone crazy wild. I'm in I'm in Orleans. I'm just going to lose my freaking mind for the weekend. Or it could go the way that it actually did, which was me sulking in the corner. Oh, you were that guy. Everybody's fun all the time. Well, so. he's going to make up for this time. I'm going to get a call from Tony at 2 a.m. on like Saturday. Going, have Scott, you have you heard from Will? Will he, he just he just had something about he tax. took a left on Porter Street, and I haven't seen him since. He's like 85 percent beads. Something like <laughs> something about a tattoo and a piercing, and I didn't understand the whole word. He used a big word. It was some sort of something. Um, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's actually mine and my wife's. We, we circled this game a year ago uh, because we had our 15th wedding anniversary in May and decided we were going to make a, a long trip out of it this weekend. Um, and we're really fired up. We've got uh, have a couple of uh, very interesting dinner reservations. Um, and more importantly, we get to go to Death Valley on Saturday afternoon. Thank goodness it's not yeah. at night. <laughs> but... Uh, 2.30, local kickoff, by the way. If you're going out there, don't wait to 3.30 to go in the stadium. Yes. I, uh, I would wait till 3.30 because I don't change my clock. You, well, you'll miss, you'll miss the first quarter. Well, <laughs> apparently, uh, if it's anything like the last game, you'll miss. Oh, I'd still be fine. Yeah, you'll be like halfway through the first quarter. Oh, my God. We get that, crew, that, crew, that crew had more committee meetings than a uh, job I used to have. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Every time a flag came out, they wanted to talk about it. Yeah. It's funny, my, my father, I, I like to thank once again, Scott, for being so kind to, it was my, fun. to my son and my father. For uh, They sat with him in the stands, and uh, very, very, very nice. And my dad, you know, we are more of a baseball fan. He hasn't been to a ton of football games. But I asked him, like, hey, so how was the game? He's like, it was great. But, man, did they throw a lot of flies. Is that what football is now? Like, no. all it is, and I'm like, it was that night. It certainly was on Saturday. Well, we had uh, – there was competing theories in the stands around our group while they were throwing so many flags. The first is the replay rule has ruined football. And uh, they just throw flags because they know it'll get reviewed. Right. Uh, the second is sometimes crews have bad nights, and this crew had a bad night. The, there were 
you you could say one of the two pass interference penalties that were called on Vanderbilt's last series was um, close. One of them wasn't close at all. And look, dude, I'm I'm not saying you should just let them play. There's 12 seconds left in a game that is 20, 30 something points. Keep the flag in your pocket unless the guy gets pulled down. Just put it in your pocket. Right. It's, you're not. You are not doing anything. I made the joke that um, that ESPN was rerunning Spuds McKenzie commercials because they were just completely out of inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, well, your well, your dad was fascinated with the new clock on the field to show how long. Well, his dad the, is the demo for that. So, <laughs> well, he he leaned over to me about the third TV timeout and he was like, "Scott, I feel that all I do is watch the clock on the field." <laughs> this is true. Yeah, it's funny. So. But uh, I, I will give props to the stadium entertainment. They've got a DJ up there, and I had all three of my kids. And as I've said before, my eight-year-old daughter is the barometer on how long we stay at a game. Mm-hmm. And I was a little bit worried right at the beginning, right before it rained for about yeah. two yeah. minutes. It rained kind of hard. She was kind of fluctuating. And then it cooled down just a little bit, just enough. And then towards the third and fourth quarter, I mean, anytime there was a timeout, it was a ton of fun. It was loud. Um, the only the only thing I would say about the um, about the the entertainment is like I'm fine with the music. It's not exactly a lot of it's, it's not, not exactly your demographic, my thing, but it's not. It's just not my thing. It's, it's I don't know the. They, I know I know some of the songs. Twisted Sister. That was uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. But it's still like it's, it still feels really muffled on our end. Um, but you know I get it. You're you're trying to broadcast loudly to ninety three thousand people, so sometimes they'll be muffled. Um, but you know. Once again, talking about the the atmosphere in the stadium was great. Georgia fans, thank you for showing up. Um, I realize a lot of you stuck around solely to light your uh, light up Sanford. Um, it was kind of an awesome moment, right? Uh, but it uh, it was fun. It was a great atmosphere. People showed up. I saw a few people wearing black. A couple of people stopped by and said, "I'm wearing black for Scott." Hmm. Um, I know. I, and, oh, that, that reminds me. Did, were you at your tailgate? I was, but I had to leave about four to go up to the law school's tailgate for Cause work. Because when I showed up, Ian. Was Ian, there? Did you yeah, get yeah. to talk to him? Yeah, Ian? I talked to him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I talked to him, and he was wearing black, and he said that he was he one was, of the ten people that yeah, were wearing buddy, black. His buddy was too, so they wore black on your behalf. I think his uh, his fiance was as yes. well. Yes. Um, yeah. It was a, it was a very low key day. Um, you know, relatively small tailgate. Uh, the basketball team did show up later, um, and you know, we got I got to talk to to Jake. Um, oh gosh, what's his last name? Director of basketball operations about mm-hmm. Stegmania. Oh, I went. Did you go? Yes. It's crazy. You're the only one among the three of us that went. Yeah. It was great. Um, it sounded like it was great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a, they, they even did a light up Stegman thing where you downloaded an app and the lights would do this little light show, which looked really neat. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It, more pe- I couldn't figure out how to download it. So, um, in the right amount of time. Wait a minute. You couldn't download it? it I, I looked for what they said and I didn't find it. And my kids were pulling them arms and everything. And I was, you know, I, I didn't have a chance. Stegmania but looked really fun. Stegmania was fun. The thing I liked most about it was the, I guess the the bringing together of the men's and women's basketball teams because yeah. you can tell they really get along. They really cheer for each other. Um, my wife's good friends with Joni Taylor, so they were kind of down there getting a talk, and the kids saw that was neat. The fact yeah. that their mom yeah, yeah. is friends with Joni. Um, she's like doing an awesome job. She is doing an awesome <laughs> yes. job. What I liked most was they put a mic on Coach Crean. And after the three-point competition, after the slam dunk competition, which, by the way, JoJo Toppin, Won the slam dunk and his dunks were amazing. Um, he's a freshman out of Norcross, mm-hmm. so he's he's going to be fun to watch. Excited. But yeah, then Tom Crean and the team. I always want to call him Tom Crean. 
Tom Crean and the team instead of Coach Crean. I don't know. It's one of those guys where you no, announce this. Yeah. Okay. That's Tom Crean. He's not your coach. I looked at I looked at you like that because I wasn't exactly sure where you were going. Yeah. With this. He ran he ran practice with the mic on. That's amazing. And so you could hear him yelling and, and encouraging yeah. and everything. It was it was great. I enjoyed it. Oh, and then ran into another listener, Kyle from Utah. Actually went to Georgia, went out to Utah. Now he's back here working. Okay. Uh, came up to me, said, "Are you Scott?" And I was like, "Yes, I am." <laughs> and he said how much he loved the podcast. He sat there for about ten minutes. We chatted it up. So thanks, Kyle, for saying hello. He's a big waiting since last Saturday podcast listener. I had a, had a couple more of those at the law school tailgate. Apparently, Patrick Yagi was in town. Oh, uh, yeah, he was yeah, hanging out yeah, with, yeah. Uh, with the with the with the Kellys, mm-hmm. and uh, he, they came by our tailgate. Regretfully, I was already gone. Um, but it was, I hated missing it. Katie's uh, football team was honored at the Oconee County High School football game. So we were over there with that, with Katie with her bad arm. But, uh, well, well, my wedding was fun, but I would have rather been with you guys. Yeah. First. Well, I, you know, I did, I did get, uh, drink too much and harangue Nick Ditton for like an hour. That was kind of fun. Yeah. You, you made some comment <laughs> of that in the pre, in the pre, in our kind of our pre, uh, pre show last I, week. I, that's pretty cool. You, sometimes you drink too much at weddings. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Occasionally. But it was fun. It was occasionally. By the way, Ian is a meteorologist. Like what student grad student, and I asked him why it was so hot in October, and he said high pressure. So yeah, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, it's a Bermuda high sitting off the coast. Like I knew that. Yeah, I didn't know that. That sounds yeah. like someone's a global warming denier. Are we talking about? We're talking about Scott now, aren't we? Yeah. Okay, because <laughs> no, you're no, looking no. at me and could saying be. that. Oh no, no, no. Could, it's like, hey, thanks, Al Gore. I can't confirm uh, or deny that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. The science is unproven. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about the game before I get in trouble. <clears throat> All right. All right. Do you want to set it up? So. Saturday. Do you think that we, we talked this a little bit in the previous podcast? Do you think the game? You don't think the game has lost any, any luster? No, it has no. not lost any luster. I mean, there is some hype factor to it. Uh, game day won't be to, there. They won't be. Wait, that's that's the difference. That's yeah, that's the probably the difference. Right? Um, the, the hype factor Where are is they? down. They're going to Michigan and oh. Wisconsin. Michi- Michigan whiskey. Uh, you know, they lost, here's, they lost to BYU Provo. Here's the thing: if if the game was on ESPN, they would go. To Georgia LSU, but it's on CBS uh, and they yeah, promoted that, and a Fox a, game last week. That's the and, ABC game yeah. too, right? Yeah. They did so. promote the right game last week, though. Yes, yeah. they that did. was a good one. Yes, they did. Um, I don't think it has. I mean, would there be more hype if this were a two versus three or four or five? Of course. Um, I don't think it changes anything about the game. The game for um, for Georgia, of course, because if you lose, you still have a very clear path to the SEC championship game. LSU loses game, they're out. Yeah. I saw. I, that I, said, you don't have a clear path to the second. Playoff spot. No, there's zero chance. Right. There's zero chance. I am in my, in my mind if you yes. lose, if oh, I, lose I those games. I, you lose this and game, I'm not, you I, have to win that SEC and, 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 and you can't lose to Auburn. And we'll have, we will have the opportunity to talk about uh, talk with your kids about Notre Dame being undefeated. <laughs> um, Notre Dame's getting in this year. They're getting in. They have nobody left. They have nobody schedule. left. And even if they lose one game, it's going to be a Maybe re- Syracuse. It's going to be really when hard. When they're going to wear those horrible Syracuse uniforms. Yeah, Syracuse lost a pit. Yeah. It's Maybe be, USC, I think USC is the best chance. Guys, it's going to be hard for them to leave a, even a one-loss Notre Dame out. Right. Period. Yeah. Over a non-champion, a one-loss non-champion. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, there, there, there's, a world, there's a world where Georgia and Alabama both go undefeated, undefeated right, and, lose, that and game. lose, especially if one of them doesn't get roundhoused by the other. I can't imagine. I cannot fathom a one-loss Notre Dame getting it over. Uh, but I just don't see it happening. Having said all of that, um, I thought about the question that we, we talked about yesterday a little bit is how does that change the way I feel about the game? Um, from a the cold, rational side, I don't think it changes anything. From the emotional side, I got a little worried today <laughs> because I thought, you know, if LSU is coming off two road wins, uh, one at Auburn, one at Florida, 
and you know their film will fool themselves. The fact that they they went to Florida, they were a couple of things were exposed. A couple of things, frankly, that I think Georgia well, their lines of scrimmage were exposed. Right, a couple of things that Georgia probably could take advantage of that they now they they are forced to take hard looks at. That makes it a little harder in my mind for Georgia. Uh, the good news is, is I think Florida provided a very clear path for what you need to do, and there was proof of concept for what it takes to to make LSU look pedestrian. Not for nothing. That was exactly the path that Auburn took, and Auburn is not a good football team right now. <laughs> now, all that means that we still have a very important football game that's going to be loud. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be 102,000 Cajuns. Well, 90,000 Cajuns and 12,000 Georgia fans yelling at us. Uh, I mean, how many Georgia fans do you think are going? I mean, I've talked to a bunch of people. 20,000. 20,000 seems high, but it also wouldn't shock me. I have to say the tickets are not they're not terribly that expensive. Impressive. Yeah, yeah. Like they're not that impressive, which makes me think there might actually be a yeah. lot of Georgia fans. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad I got the tickets. I, I'm glad I got the tickets. I got because I have extremely good tickets. Um, and I got them at a good good price. I just happened to like time the market catch perfectly it. and catch it right, uh, especially for the tickets I have because there are now some decent seats. You know, mid mid the mid level and the upper lower part of the upper level. Yeah, you know, the 200, 250 range or two hundred fifty range. Um, that. Three or three or four weeks ago, we're going for much more. You know, I'm fully prepared to run into everybody I know on, on Bourbon Street, if, except for you, Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fully prepared to see a ton of Georgia people there tailgating. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if we have a fair amount of Georgia fans sprinkled throughout the stadium uh, beyond the three or three or four sections that we have. Yeah, that, that Harris Casino in New Orleans is going to be is going to be all red. Yeah, Friday nights. Friday nights going to be very much Georgia Georgia homecoming night. Um, I'm not saying I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so, but you know the the fun part about this game, and this is something you know we we're not going back for twelve years unless we change the way this goes. Um, You'll be getting a senior coffee from McDonald's next time you go back to oh LSU. My God, Scott! <laughs> wow, I got holy dark. cow! <laughs> Scott yeah, came off the top wrong. rope on me. You're not wrong. Uh, no, you're not wrong. No, you're not wrong. I, Shoot, I will man, be. I'm be about to, I'll be four. I'll be fifty five for crying out loud. Yeah. No, I'll be. Uh, I'll be incredibly close to retiring by then. So we'll be how much how many uh, episodes we'll be in our thousandth episode yeah, of thousandth doing episode this. at least the earth is going to burn up by well now, I don't so. think the, I don't think the earth's going to burn up but actually we'll be able to think stuff and people will hear it in their heads so <laughs> um, which kind of the way it is for some people now um, so yeah, that's all to say that it's it's a great opportunity look I love road games I am a I'm a road game proponent I love going to road games and I'm sorry if you can't go you can't go um, I realize it's not for everybody just because but there's something special about going on the road and uh, Notre Dame was a little different obviously because of so many people being there um, but you, there is a camaraderie it's also fun to enjoy other teams atmospheres right and of course LSU's is legendary um and I'm, I'm looking forward to that much as much as the football game yeah I talked to uh, my, I'm one of the friends I'm meeting uh, uh when we're in New Orleans is uh Brett Michael Dykes who mm-hmm. run uh Uprox he's old poison oh, yeah yeah no different, Not guy. That different, uh, different right? guy. he's the other chief of Uprox he's kind of most famous for you know his Cajun boy yeah uh, the old uh, media dude and uh, I told him and he, the minute that they announced this game was 3 30 He's like, oh, that's a bummer. You're not getting a night game. I was like, dude, it is fine. It is totally fine. It's three thirty. Oh, I yeah. am at, like, I'm sure. Maybe someday I'll go watch LSU play someone else. Someone right? not I Georgia. happen to be in right. New Orleans, right? But I don't want. I you don't could want. be an uninterested party. Yes, but uh, or root for even root for LSU. Like, sure, who cares? sure. But like, yeah, I am not. I'm very, 
very glad this is not 7 p.m. Yeah, it's funny. I t- uh, right after that was announced, uh, one of the people we're talking with tweeted a picture of a guy standing out in the field looking forlorn, and I tweeted Ron Swanson dancing. And, of course, he responded, it's like, that's because Georgia fans don't like fun. And I was like, I'm here for the fun. I yeah. am not here for the best home field advantage in college football. Yeah. So. It would be, I mean, listen, and, you know, I mean, I've been to enough uh, uh, Yankees-Red Sox games. I've been to enough Cardinal-Cubs games yeah. at, uh, at Wrigley Field to know that the way that home field, uh, uh, in, a ri- in a rivalry or when you go to a new crate, like I was at the Cardinals-Mets series in 2006 when they when that, that great series where uh, Beltran yeah. struck out to, yeah. uh, to, to Wayne right to end the series. And I was wearing a Cardinals hat. And Mets fans are bigger jerks than Yankees fans. Like, oh, they 100%. Are, they are, without yes. question, bigger jerks. Than, <clears throat> yes. the, and that's probably because Yankees fans are kind of a wine and cheese crowd uh, anymore. But... Um, well, for the record, and I, a lot of them got their shirt at, uh, at right after the Red Sox stopping. Right. Out, and so. for the record, I like both wine and cheese. I'm not going to, sure. to hammer either one of those things. But... Um, uh, but I remember, like, you'd walk down and, like, I just got pelted with stuff constantly. I haven't had that experience in a long time of being the road fan <laughs> among a particularly rowdy. Do not be surprised. Fan. Do not be surprised this weekend. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. I, yeah. think, I think we're going to have that yeah. experience. Yeah. I mean, look, some of having tailgated with LSU people before, some of it is true, right? Um, some of the horror stories aren't. Um, I, I, I refuse to believe that LSU fans act as bad as some people say. Yeah, if you're a Mississippi fan, 100%. Bring a knife because it's possible a fight's going to break out. I think there's a level of respect for Georgia and kind of our, our, our tailgate atmosphere and what we're doing as a team that, um, that is going to be a little different. Um, they're, we'll find they're, out. They're, not, they're not Mets. being stabbed. They're not, well, they're not Mets fans. Uh, I don't think LSU fans are Mets fans. I think, I think actually a, a very good comparison is they are um, they're probably, probably Green Bay football fans um, in that they love the party. They want to win. They're used to winning. Um, when they lose, they're going to be sour about it. But there's a level of, hey, I'm going to yell at you, but then I'm going to buy you a beer because, you know, mama taught me better than that. That's exactly the antithesis of Auburn fans when they lose. I've never had a bad experience walking out or losing. Well, I take that back. I, I forgot about the the water hose game. Um, <laughs> well, it's but I didn't walk out. I think yeah, I was just, people were like you're wet. And I was like yes because your police turned water hose water hose on me. But but it is also worth noting that speaking of the last road trip that we went on, uh, that you and I went on mm-hmm. uh, last mm-hmm. last year, uh, Notre Dame was so welcoming to yes. the point that it was almost like a little like as a Midwesterner, I was like, okay, let's stick up first. Yes, like, come, 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 come. And um, and I, I, I do, it will not be that. Yeah, and having gone to a lot of Georgia-Kentucky games in Lexington, I'm fully expecting that to be a little different this year. With mm-hmm. I mean, That game is sold out. There is a level I – mean, look, I've been around Kentucky basketball fans that are not a pleasant lot. Um, if any of that rubs off on the Kentucky football fan, it could get chippy. Um, but having said all of that, we get to tailgate in Baton Rouge. We get to go to New Orleans and have delicious foods. I've already apologized for the shortage of oysters and Sazerac. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm doing really a show to... next week, so I need to not gain 50 pounds before I, <laughs> while I'm in New Orleans for the weekend. Did you take your Just gout medication? Oh, yeah. I'm doubling my gout meds, too. Um, so because I'm a team player, this is what I'm going to do for you. I'll gain the 50 pounds this week. Okay. Well, I appreciate okay. that. So, I, appreciate I got to have room. Uh, I got places to put it. We got Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is on the show next week. The Willie That's show. amazing. Go oh, I thought you meant Friday. he's coming here. He's not coming yeah. here. He's coming on my show next yeah. week. Will you bring him here after your show? I mean, it's a good bit of a commute. But... Um, <laughs> It's just the other side of Madison from here. What's your problem? So, or Isla, Madison County. To me, uh, watching the again, I didn't. I did not watch either game live. Uh, though I watched more. Actually, I actually probably watched more of the LSU Florida game live than I did the Georgia game, just because there was the wedding and the reception and me accosting Nick Denton. But I, 
I do think that uh, I did end up watching the kind of the extended highlights on both games. When I kind of look at LSU, listen, what's been the thing on LSU this year? You went into the season thinking like, oh man, Orgeron's not even going to make it through the first two weeks. He's going to be gone immediately. I have to say, when you kind of look at their wins now, uh, that Miami win, I mean, Miami just almost lost at home to Florida State. And Florida State looks better. They look like they're actually improving. But Miami, did, like, remember, people were thinking, like, wow, is Miami a top 10 team this year? They're not. They're not a top 10 team. LSU got a lot of cachet for winning that game. The other cachet, the game they got a winning for was Auburn. And Auburn looks worse than Miami. Like, Auburn looks like a mess, particularly on offense right now. Florida looks better. Florida clearly looks better. I, I think that they have risen above Auburn as the game that I am worried the most about the rest of this season. Would you agree with that? What, after LSU? Yeah. I'm still more worried about Kentucky right now. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's because fair. of their defense. That's fair. That's fair. Well, Florida above Auburn. Would you put Florida above Auburn? Right now, yes. Yeah. And I think, I think, that, I think it tells us a little bit about LSU. The idea that that win over Auburn looked a lot more awesome two weeks ago than it looks right now. Well, the interesting thing about it, and I was just looking through Bill Conley's stats, um, one of the things I hit on this a couple of weeks ago is that when you look at expected win percentage for the LSU-Auburn game, is Auburn was at 67%. Uh, we win that game 67% of the time. They have, um, even last week, uh, They even though they are, they're winning at like a, you know, they're like 67% to beat Florida. Um, but even a couple of games early in the season, they didn't. They weren't. They weren't. They wouldn't put one hundred percent on people. Um, for example, Georgia was one hundred percent this week against Vanderbilt. Uh, the the least they've been is in the low eighties against Missouri. Um, so you know, which is understandable considering how many breaks went Georgia's way. Like. Yeah, not not just that. It's just how poorly we play yeah, right. um, def- defensively and offensively at times. So you know, the thing that uh, about LSU, and we'll get to actual um, analysis in a minute. The thing about LSU is that. You're right about that Auburn game. It's on the road. Uh, and three weeks ago, that looked very different than it looks now. But they weren't supposed to win that game. <laughs> if you look at just stats, if you look at what Bill Conley says, this is the way you win football games. Um, but isn't that more encouraging rather than less? Oh, 100% more yeah. encouraging. Look, yeah. I, I, have, I have felt all along, I guess we will only get some game analysis here. Uh, one of the things I've thought all along about this game is that we, the one thing you can do, and the one thing the Florida did that's got to Joe Burrow, um, I will say that if, if I am concerned about anything, it's that we have not been great about getting after the quarterback. Um, you know, we've, we've pressured a little bit. We've had a sack or two here, but we haven't. Well, Tyler um, Clark showed up against Vanderbilt. Tyler Clark did show up against Vanderbilt. LSU has a very different offensive line. Um, now, they're not so much better that, that I'm worried they're going to run all over us, although I'll get to the running part of their game in a minute. Um, the thing that concerns me the most is that it, Joe Burrow is, um, I mean, he is, he, he, he's kind of like Joe Cox. Um, you know, if if you let Joe Cox, I mean, I'm, I keep going back to the game against Arkansas out there in what you were at eight or nine, where Joe Cox had five touchdowns. Um, ten, no, yeah, what, it so. might have been ten. It might have been ten. Um, if Joe Cox was on and you gave him time, he would just eat you alive. I mean, he would he would hit, he would hit, he would pick, he would you know roll to the left and he would check to the wrong receiver and then he would throw a ball that was just like what are you doing and he was just right there that's what that's what burrow does and and we've we've elevated joe burrow in our minds because we're used to lsu quarterback right. capital capital l capital q Pur- right Purdue transfer or, so you know the, like the multiple Purdue transfers of memory. right like, yeah. right a perfect game for uh, frankly a perfect game for lsu is uh 
what we saw against in between Florida and Mississippi State. They would love to win that game 13 to 6 this weekend. They would love it. Shut Georgia down. Don't don't really do anything much on offense. Take one one ball, return it for a pick six or a fumble recovery for a touchdown, and basically sit on you. That's what LSU wants to do. That's what they did against Auburn, frankly. Um you know, th- the reality is is that if Georgia finishes drives, no chance they win this game. Yeah. No chance LSU wins this game. Now, if Georgia has a bunch of drives and some field goal attempts or a bunch of drives where, you know, we go from the 25 to the 45 and we punt because we, we stagnate, we're just inviting LSU to do something to us on um, being opportunistic. Or if they have 11 penalties like last week. Or you have 11. You give them 115 yards right. of yeah. a, a free offense or defense or whatever, give them back 115 yards. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. But, I mean, that, we're also talking about the idea like, wow, if you give them 115 yards and penalties – They've got a chance to make this close, and that's kind I, of the thing, right? I think, that, we, I think they win if we. If you we, think so? You think if yes. we give a hundred? They, look, they are easily talent wise. They're easily the best team we played this season. I think that's um, fair. Now, but none of these games have been even slightly close. I'm not yet, but I'm not 100 percent willing to say that they're um, they're better coached than even South Carolina or Missouri. Um, so you know, I, I think I think if you were to put like there is. It, the path to victory for LSU, if you look at it that way, the path to victory for LSU is Georgia turned the ball over three times. We stopped getting turnover luck. Speaking of, think about the Harry and touchdown, right? Uh, um, yeah, all right, sorts of things. Right. By the way, I watched that play. His feet weren't on the ground the last three yards of the. I mean, it's literally he was just were, carried. He over. was carried. His feet yeah. weren't on the ground. You see him kicking like <laughs> as if they're unattached to his body. Like Michael I'm glad Flaherty. they changed that rule. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he looked like Michael Flaherty, Lord of the Dance, in the bottom there. Um, <laughs> I like Lord of the Dance. Yeah, I mean, just his feet That's were flailing. But I it, enjoyed the that. funny thing is, no one exciting. but Brian Harrigan knew the ball had fallen out because. I mean, seriously, you see him come to the ground and you see him looking yeah, for yeah. it. So, but you you take that and you make it a a touchback. You yeah. drop a touchdown on the one yard line. Yeah. Make you it have a, a touch tight end that misses a block. You have a tight end the ball. That's right. Right. You do that against a team like LSU and give them 115 yards. You lose that ball game. And I think that leads into the. I'm sorry, we keep yammering. Scott has like a ton of things to say. No, no going. I'm good. But um, to me, this is really kind of the narrative of Georgia's season so far. Right. Is the idea that clearly the team is good. Yeah. Clearly, it, like they can play a mediocre game and wipe out a Tennessee or a Vanderbilt or even a Missouri or a South Carolina. Yeah. I think. What do you think the best game that Georgia has played so far is? Is it South Carolina? Oh, easily that third quarter. Yeah. Although, I mean, the way they the South, started that too. The, the third quarter last week, this past week was really good too. Um, the the the. Reason, I'm asking the game. The reason I would pick South Carolina over Vanderbilt is that we played. Um, I felt like defensively we played. With more, uh, with more fire and more push against South Carolina. Um, Maybe it was because the game. they were on the road. Right. And, and they feed off that. Yeah, but that's not exactly what happened against Missouri. Um, so, you know, what the, the, thing, the thing I keep thinking about, too, about this is that if you get, um, you get in a situation with LSU where, I mean, they're the best defense we face this season. Um, they, you know, they have... Greedy Williams can make a. You can make an argument. Greedy Williams is the best cornerback in the in the state. I mean, in the conference. Um, I, I'm not willing to say that, but you can make the argument. Um, 
and he he's not the only one on that defense. They're they're really good. You also have um, better linebackers than anybody we face this season, which means you really, really, really have to be disciplined in your blocking um, on the offensive side of the ball. And this is a team yards. that has not. No, they haven't. They haven't. Too yeah. disciplined. So right. I mean, we've looked good at times, but at times we've looked really not good. Um, frankly, offensively for Georgia, this is a game where you we really get to see whether Cheney was just playing around with the toys the past few weeks right. or whether we didn't have an identity because everybody's like, well, why won't we just run the fast break offense? Like we ran at the end of the second quarter. I love what Kirby said, because the whole time I think it's like, wait, because I told somebody, it's like, you, you can't do that. You can't put your defense back on the field that fast. That's a big, that's what happened to Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, sure. Right. You and, know, and last week versus Texas. And last week versus Texas. That's what happened. You can't do that. You have to, at some point, figure out a way to eat more clock than that. Now, it's good to know that if Georgia needs a touchdown, they need it fast. They can do it. Yeah. And that, that's to be pretty, and that, that speaks to really what Fromm is. But yep. It'll be okay. Yep. Like, I think it's getting lost a little bit that, like, Fromm is, I think, stepping up a little bit. Yes. And, yes. And I think that that is, you know, we've had some discussions. Like, listen, he was a little shaky early on. I think there was a little bit of, I don't think he wasn't bad to any stretch of the imagination, but there, was, there were a couple of interceptions. There was a couple of little shakiness. I think, if anything, the Vanderbilt taught us is that he, he is, yeah, I, th- I even heard uh, Bill Conley talking about this podcast this week about the idea, like, it's kind of a shame that, what, that Tagliavoa, doing what he's doing is so, like, I feel like he's already got the Heisman by, like, a wide margin already. Uh, that is making you not notice that what I think that just a couple weeks ago we were all concerned, right? We're like, oh, he didn't have a great game, and Fields has a little moment. It feels like that question has been mostly resolved over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. I've been impressed with Fields when he does come in. In fact, they pulled the reins off of him a little bit last week, as you could see in Vanderbilt, you know, letting him throw the ball. Yeah, they, he ran the And offense. he's got a big arm. I think we've gone over this. I mean, you Matthew Stafford's picture is behind me. It's equally as strong as his arm. Yeah, he ran the offense. There were there were a couple of series he ran. He actually threw was the prettiest pass I think I've ever seen him throw was the out to Godwin. He rolled out to his right. He let that play develop. He let that play develop and threw it with just the perfect amount. Of You're touch. almost describing the 75 yard touchdown pass that Tom oh threw God. because he let that yeah. play develop. He yes, rolled yes. left, looked left, yes. and then caught well, him right mean, in and, stride. And, well, Fields also had a play just like that where he overthrew. Who was it? Was it uh, Stanley? Or Stanley? He overthrew Stanley, uh, maybe a step, but Stanley was my. He, he had him, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't throw that ball. He throws that ball a yard and a half. He a yard and a half shorter, and that's a touchdown. Um, so, but also, Fields ran the RPO perfectly. The touchdown for Holyfield was an RPO. Um, basically, he he handed that ball off the very last second and was nearly behind him. I mean, Holyfield had nobody for 10, 10 yards, even close. Um, I, by the way, just to give people context, uh, where we are in this point in the podcast, the Braves just took a two-one lead on a two-run single by Kirk Suzuki to take the Kirk Suzuki two-run lead. Nice, yeah, man. They were hammering Kirk's, him last Kirk, night. Kirk's too. the man, man. I like, yeah, I like, I like Suzuki. Uh, Smoltz was hammering him about standing up. Smoltz is all full of. Oh well, hey, 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 hey. I like Smoltz. I like Smoltz. I work with Smoltz. I enjoy Smoltz. He is definitely one of those guys that when he broadcasts a game, it's like, so you know, the game that you're watching is not as good as the game as it was when I played. I never understand why this is... You oh, so it's a Tim McCarver to, thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I don't... I don't. I wish he... Because I actually think he's very smart about the game. I think he does very good work. I just don't quite understand why you would insult the game that you're actually watching right now. Because it wasn't as good as it was in 2009. And, uh, anyway, sorry, a little side, 12, side note off of that. Uh, also, let's retire. 
I don't know. Nine, right? One thing yeah. that we, I don't know, I, I, uh, I don't know, we haven't really talked about this, or I have not talked about this with you. I would like to note um, that I thought the way that uh, Georgia and Kirby Smart handled the Sasser situation yep. was well mm-hmm. done. Right. And which is to say that clearly <clears throat> Kirby was reading from a prepared statement that he was ready for the sort of question, but the points that that statement hit, I thought, were the correct points. Well, he didn't go off about how. Football's killing America. If you're talking about Larry Fedora, exactly. Like uh, he literally, like he he said, like I, he, this is a place of tolerance. This is a place of like we are. Like it was. I thought the way that they handled the, the if it, whether the state was written for him or whether it was he was. I thought it was well done. Yeah, no, I I can't disagree with that. I mean, in the swiftness with which Georgia moved, I mean, you have to. You have no choice. Yeah. And it's a. Uh, it was already. I mean, that it took two days was. Um, was hard on the recruiting trail. I mean, you hate to think of it in that terms, but that's exactly yeah. the problem, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was actually that was actually a rough couple of days. It's been a lot of decommitments that we talked about. Well, from what I from what I read, it's because Georgia's recruiting the third or fifth yeah. cornerback, and the eighteenth cornerback just doesn't want to come in there. Is that yeah, am I correct? And what I what well, I read? I mean, I, I I try not to get. I mean, it's really hard for me to get caught up on recruiting. Tony was tweeting at recruits. Yeah. Yes, that, that is the opposite of what I was doing. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's like we had last year, we had, there was a, a meltdown in July and August, and we signed the best class, the, the what, the best class ever? Second best class ever? Sure. Whatever. I mean, I don't know. Best but, class ever in December. Yeah. Well, yeah. For that signing period. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you get decommits like that, especially after a game, and people want to read the tea leaves, but you're still dealing with 17-year-olds. Yeah, so how many times careful. do they change their mind? Be careful. It was just a lot in a small chunk. It was. It was. It was. It was. A, it was, it was. You're right. Chunk. You're right. Um, okay, so, so, but I have to say my general thought, we'll get into predictions all a little bit later, but, like, I am not, I may regret saying this, I'm a lot less impressed with LSU than I thought I would be going into. Well, so are the betters in Vegas. Uh, George's is seven, seven or eight. Seven or eight? That's less than what it was early. It was like ten early, pre, uh, preseason. So, um, you know, the, the, the thing about it is I agree with the sentiment. The, the one wild card is playing this game at home with their backs against the wall. And that's, that's kind of where I was trying to – emotionally trying to get my head around. If, if they had beaten Florida, right, you, you, you come in a world where Georgia might well – be the dog in this game or if, if it's not a dog it's really close it's like that. it's a three-point game instead of right. a seven-point game right yeah um yeah. where you can where you can legit say georgia's the number two if, team if, the nation's if, not getting if, any if lsu's right. undefeated and that game's played at 8 p.m it might be a three-point game you think so yeah yeah maybe so but i mean you know like vegas has to put money they have to put money somewhere well it's the third time lsu's been an underdog this year they were an underdog to miami an underdog to auburn now they're an underdog so it's to, currently to seven that's what I saw, yeah. Yeah, I that's what I saw. I bet the number goes up. You think it goes up? Yeah, okay. I mean, look, you know, LSU, um, I mean, you're you're not wrong in assuming that there's still a world where LSU goes into after the Alabama game with four losses. Yeah, right. I mean, I, although Mississippi State hasn't looked great. Um, they came back last week. But they came back last week. Um, you it's know. almost like the SEC is really good. Like every week is full of perils. Yeah, by the way, can we talk about the SEC East being – much, much better. Yeah, right? Right? I mean, you know, a lot of the SEC East narrative has been, you know, because Florida and Tennessee was down, and frankly, Georgia wouldn't actually step up and take control of the, the, the division while Florida and Tennessee is down. But, with, I mean, even though they lost to, to Texas A&M on the road, um, you know, you have, you know, you have Florida who has gone 
two and zero against the West. I mean, two weeks ago we were like, how quick, how early can we clinch mm-hmm. the SEC East? And now your two actual maybe toughest SEC East games are coming up right after this. Well, the reality is, we win this week, we can clinch at Florida because Kentucky has a loss. Yeah, but but if they beat us, well, I guess they yeah. beat us. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about right, that. Right. So yeah, it's still is. I mean, I've, I've long thought just Kentucky. I mean, we, we beat Kentucky, yeah. we win the East. So but the SEC East is better yeah. than first I mean, off than we thought. We, we we had joked at one point like, well, what if South Carolina is actually the second best team in the SEC East? I no longer think that it's even really a question. I think no, both, it's both, Kentucky or both, Missouri both, uh, or Florida. Yeah, it's, it's still hard to say it's Florida. Although, if although not, if, if you if you if you're not even given the possibility, no, it's of a, yeah. Florida. Then I I don't know why you'd be possibly worried about LSU. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying this. I'm right. not saying it's not Florida. Right. I'm just I just think Kentucky and Missouri, despite what happened to Missouri and uh, well, you got to throw that out because it was a monster. That, that, that game was crazy. There's yeah, um, but, but I, I still I still think it's. Look, Florida's much better. I will absolutely grant that. Grant that. Um, I'm more worried about that game than I expected to be. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think so. Are y'all going to Florida? I'm not. Yeah. No, not I will be. In, series, though, I so will be in DC uh, for work. I have tickets, but I haven't decided if I'm going to go. So, if anybody out there wants to throw a number out, yeah, so, <laughs> I'll take. I'll take. So the bids. South Carolina Missouri game, just to give you a sense. Missouri was a 96 <clears> percent. <throat> Uh, expected win on the really ninety. And then the storms came. Yeah, yeah. And that was a great equalizer too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course it was. The, their headsets were out. The clock was out. Yeah. I mean, nothing was working in Columbia. It's, it's South Carolina. Of course, <laughs> nothing was working in Columbia. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, what do you got for us, Scott? Well, uh, just to kind of go over uniform uh, trivia. Uh, no. Well, LSU always wears white at home, so I guess Georgia will be wearing red. That's a great point. Yeah, guys. Normally we wear white on the road. Georgia will be wearing red. Um, <laughs> this is a crazy thing to say, but we have to go to New Orleans for cooler weather. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, Although I think it's going to be in the seventies here in Athens. Next yeah, but weekend. it hasn't been the '70s since pff, April. It's that high pressure uh, ridge. Hurricane is missing us, by the way. A couple of yeah, oh yeah, the yeah. hurricane Actually, Michael. The, the hurricane is for you and I. Yeah. It, it'll hurricane, hit us. It's uh, it's going to move between like here in my parents' house in South Georgia. Um, it's not moving until Wednesday afternoon. It's going to miss New Orleans unless something weird happens. And even if it does, I've been I've been wet in New Orleans before. What do I care? <laughs> Can you can you elaborate on that? Yeah, so <laughs> so the, no, strangely enough, uh, the 2000 NCAA basketball tournament, the first year, um, I got to see Temple upset um, Temple upset North Carolina, uh, and then Penn State upset defending national championship champion Florida. I, sat, oh, I remember that game. Yeah, no, I was I was there at the Superdome. Oh, that's awesome. And I sat in a place. I've never been to the Superdome. It's to say. very. It's dark. It's dark. Yeah. It's very it's, dark. It's, it's old. It's it's very seventies. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like what I assume the Astrodome was like, but with better toilets. Right. Um, the and I sat. That's where I met Greg McGarity. I sat in a bar called Cajun Mike's with um, uh, Jeremy Foley and um, and Greg McGarity because I had my Georgia hat on and McGarity was like, "Hey, Georgia fans, like, well, yeah, I could come down here with a bunch of buddies and watch the NCAA basketball tournament." So. Good times, good times. Like Stegmania. And then, and then later, somebody passed out in the bar, and we drew this one's face. McGarity. <laughs> should write the time down. McGarity. Um, so, Will, the one thing I would caution you about New Orleans is don't take drinking a hurricane lightly. It might taste good going down. It's going to be really tall, like, Pat, say, the, Pat O'Brien's. Yeah, go to Pat O'Brien's. That's the one exception. And do not drink something called a hand grenade. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that's a, that's a missive I would have followed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Hand grenades always end up with somebody at the Hustler Club. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right. So God, I was so I, I was the worst. I'm so sorry. Party I'm, no, I'm ever. look, look. I respect the dark place you were in. I was in a dark we, place. We have all been in very and dark I places. Steer, I tend to steer into the dark place. Well, it's, it's, place. it's your personality a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm too sensitive and thoughtful. Well, I mean, you, you smoke clothes. Cigarettes, yes. it's the whole thing. I did you smoke, smoke clothes? I smoked like, I didn't smoke clothes, but I smoked like, back then I smoked like three packs a day. Chesterfields? I would say, no, Marble Reds. Uh, Ameri- uh, Marble Ooh, Reds. Reds. I think yeah. when you moved to New York, you started smoking like American Spirit. No, or no, no. Ch- no, no, no. Or, or, I don't smoke those Or Parliament. Hippies. Wait a minute. I don't smoke those hippie cigarettes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What was, oh, Dunhills. <laughs> Dunhills, no. I don't smoke those hippie cigarettes. Did you smoke underhanded? No, I, I smoke like Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, I there you go. Neck. Boom! <laughs> Boom! Andrew Dice Clay is okay. in A Star is Born. By, by the way. way. That's so weird. Uh, what? He plays Lady Gaga's dad. I want to see that. Well, it's you, good. I know. He's not good in it, but it's good. He's not been good in anything, and I, I regret... He was good in Blue Jazz. Oh, I guess he was. Anyway, sorry. I regret doing Andrew Dice Clay. I'm sorry I did the booby out thing. Oh! Sorry. Oh! <laughs> he was great in Reservoir Dogs, too. Uh, he was an he, the guy that cut the guy's ear off? Oh, Michael Madsen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, always get them, <laughs> I, I like, get them confused. What? <laughs> Michael I'm, Madsen is a good actor. This is one of the few times I wish we were a visual medium because the look on my face was like a golden retriever trying to hear a high-pitched noise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I knew that that was the correct or the incorrect answer. Anyway, I've got some Georgia versus LSU trivia. Okay. And let's hopefully my cadence on this will, will be good. James Jackson. It's, it's just a mess of notes. Um, so what we'll start with is the all-time record. Georgia um, has won 13 games. Okay. LSU has won 16, and there's been one tie. Okay. Uh, the last time Georgia and LSU played, it was one of Will's first games it that was. he saw here in Athens. Georgia won 44 to 41. It was in fact my first game. Was it was it? in fact okay. my first game. Uh, that was the game where I got tickets from David Hershey and uh, Feinbaum. Oh, well, yeah. Because David Hershey was my, my, my good friend. David Hershey was uh, he, he, he was, was your advisor. advisor. Yeah, and uh, he's one of my good friends, and he was uh, he was Feinbaum's editor on his book. So Feinbaum got us like the Glengarry seats. So my first ever game was was that, and it yeah. was it was a, such it was a an amazing game. game. That's too. the last time game day was here, right? <clears throat> no, yeah, yeah. I, no, that was were they here for Alabama? I don't think they were here for Alabama, were they? Um. I don't. I think they were. I know I game day was there because we I went and made signs. Yeah. I we know game day was now. there that day. We're channel now. But I don't remember if they were here for Alabama or not. That was a good game. Uh, yeah, for barn burner. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> was on that team. Uh, Jarvis Landry. Who's the quarterback um, for LSU again? The Mettenberger. Mettenberger. Zach the, Mettenberger, yeah. Uh, did you hear that Zach Mettenberger's mom actually worked in the Georgia? I did hear that. Yeah, I, I did that. hear that. But think about who was on the field that day. Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry for LSU, Jeremy Hill. Who had a cup of coffee with the Bengals? Todd Gurley, who got hurt in that game, he went out with an ankle, um, and then Chris Conley, who's catching touchdown passes yeah. from Patrick Doing Mahomes. Awesome. Yeah, Doing awesome right now. So uh, that was uh, that was that was the last time Georgia and LSU played. So I mentioned trivia. That was a fun game. It was. It was. They've had a lot of fun games fun in the game. past, and we're gonna we're gonna touch on a few of the famous Georgia LSU games. What, well, what was the loss after? Sorry, well, we'll go there. No, go what ahead. What was the loss after that? It was Missouri that like was the bummer loss. Well, and that, the right? reason why was Gurley was out for like three games because of a, a of bad. Right. No, no, he 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 hurt his ankle right. and then he got right. in trouble. Right. Right. I yeah. think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he, he went out in like the first or second quarter of that game. Chad, who's very good at his job, just uh, said yes. That was the last, last time. time Thirteen. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought it yeah. was. And, and Why we the played. Heck were they not here for Alabama? Um, they were probably they Alabama hate the week America. No, they were. I bet they were probably. I, I th- honestly, I think they were at Notre Dame, Clemson that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the in the swan the monsoon game. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, well, I, I, can I can look that up. I can look that up. Also, hey, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I, I interrupted this guy. Well, no. Um, also, interesting. Well, I'll make this a trivia question. I said George has had 13 victories against LSU. Can you name how many times they've won in Baton Rouge out of those 13 victories? Well, I saw one of them. Quincy Carter had one of them. Um, it did not, it did not happen in 1990 because that was my first year of law school. And my girlfriend broke up with me right before that. The reason I stayed in Athens instead of going to Texas and m for grad school. Maybe it was the same girl that broke up with me before I went to the <laughs> She is so she's so uh, mean. the worst. She's so I mean mean. She was from she was from Creek Moni. She's Monet. also apparently ageless. Do is you even from, remember the question? Is she from Creek She's from Creek Moni, isn't she? Is she from Creek? She's from Bradley Bourbonnet. Bradley Bourbonnet. She's from Bourbonnet. Bourbonus. Um I'm gonna say six. Let's say four. Five. Right. They've won five middle, times. So it's, it's, not a, it's not an exact house of horrors yeah. for the amount of times they've been down there. Um, the dogs have played in Baton Rouge, Athens, and Atlanta mm-hmm. against LSU. Mm-hmm. However, they played in one other city. Can you name the other city that Georgia and LSU have played in? When in doubt, I always say mobile. I'm going to say. <laughs> Sorry, Mobile. Mobile. Uh, I'm going to say New Orleans. Good guesses by both of you, but it was none other than Columbus Memorial Stadium in Columbus, Georgia. Oh, yeah. Oh, when was Columbus that. this thing? <laughs> Back in the 40s and 50s, because yeah. they played there in 1943. They lost 6-27. to 27. Interesting. Were they worried about the Germans bombing Athens? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've played in that stadium, too. I played a high school football game there. My junior year of high school, we played Jordan High School. And Jordan was It's a, just Jordan there. No, no, it's that's not the river it's, Jordan. It's, it's my wife's from Columbus. They call it Jordan High School. As is my yep. wife. My, yep. my, my, my wife has never been to Columbus, Both so I trust you. It is it is a pretty neat stadium. Um Georgia has faced an opponent two times in one season, five times in its history. Okay. Can you name and this might be a little bit tough, but can you name Well LSU was definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. In 2003, Georgia went 0-2 versus LSU. They lost in Baton Rouge, and they lost in Atlanta. Okay. Two times in one season. Um, there were two or three times in, like, the teen, like all teens or 20s where we just repeated, like, somebody like Mercer or maybe, I don't know. Yale. Swanee. Well, you're, you're correct in your thinking. You're yeah. wrong on the years. Yeah. Um, in 1943, uh-huh. Georgia played LSU twice. Really? They lost to him on September 25th, uh-huh. and then they lost again on September 26th. On October 23rd. Oh, okay. Huh? They played in Baton Rouge and Columbus, Georgia that year. Columbus. So maybe something was going on in Athens, and that's why they didn't play. They also played Presbyterian twice in 1943. The Blue Hose. The Blue Hose came to Athens at the <clears throat> first game of the season and towards the end, and Georgia beat them twice. Last year, they played Auburn twice. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Easy yeah, to yeah, forget yeah. about. And then 1895. Yeah, they played it Auburn a, twice. It was a good year. Uh, they played UNC twice and lost both times. Um, so I started looking through the media guide. I was like, wow, that's, that's amazing. They were traveling that much back. You know, you, I mean, I, they I just, had trains. I know, but it just seems so hard to travel back then uh, when there weren't the, what Roosevelt hadn't instituted the highway system or something wagons, like that. Covered wagons. I don't know. I'm, first people, off, people people got first off, it was Eisenhower. Yeah, they got was it Eisenhower? Yes. Okay. See, I don't. I don't know my history as well as you do because you're uh, over fifty. 
Right? Yeah, he just um, has more history. God. <laughs> the Scott came off the top rope both times. So, I, so I, I was looking through the media guide, and in 1934, think about this. This is in consecutive weeks. 34. But you know, everybody's been everybody's been talking about how Georgia's got a tough road stretch. You know, going to Baton Rouge, and then they'll go to Jacksonville, and then Lexington. Right? 1934, consecutive weeks. Georgia played at Tulane uh-huh. in New Orleans. Uh-huh. Then they which went, which was a thing, which was a thing. Go Green Wave. They were in fact in the SEC back then. Right. By the way, as an aside, I'm a little disappointed there's not a Friday night game at Tulane this week because yeah. I would so go to that. Yeah, that would be. It's fun. only like five blocks yeah, from where yeah. we're staying. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, after the week at Tulane, they went to Birmingham to play Alabama. Okay. And then they went to Jacksonville to uh-huh. play Florida. Uh huh. And then they went to New Haven, Connecticut to play Yale. Okay. And they got back for a home game in Athens. So that's five weeks. Think about all that travel. New Orleans, Birmingham, Jacksonville, New Haven, Connecticut, Athens in 1934. Well, that was before the NCAA was there protecting the athlete, uh, the students, yes, part of now, student athletes. Now, now, now they are really looking after and make sure nothing like that happens to them. Right. Um, and so I wrote down one, two, three, four, five, words. six games, four six words, words okay. six words, um, six games that kind of stand out in Georgia versus LSU history. 1998. Yep. Quincy Carter and Jim Don and the Dogs won 28-27. Carter threw for 318 yards and two touchdowns. He was on fire. Was the, that was that Carter's best game? I would say so. The first three possessions the resulted. South Carolina game was not. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> the first three possessions resulted in a touchdown. Yeah. Um, that game was 21 nothing. That was almost like the Florida game last year. That's 21 nothing in a heartbeat. Well, to answer to it was really. 21-7 in a heartbeat. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Quincy Carter completed his first 15 passes. Oh, yeah. He thought he was going to be Grayson Lambert. Champ Bailey played 96 plays in that game. Had seven receptions and 114 yards receiving. Yeah, 28-27. I was at a wedding in Greenwood, South Carolina, and I still feel bad for that bride because that reception, nobody was – I mean, I was 22. What's the open bar? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was at the Greenwood Country Club. Yeah, of course. Very nice. Uh, 1999, Georgia and LSU played 23-22. That was – Quarterback Josh Booty's first SEC start. Remember, he'd been playing baseball for five years. Oh, yeah. Remember Josh Booty? Georgia was up 23-16, and LSU scored with 18 seconds left on a fourth and goal. Uh-huh. Touchdown. They went up and, and went then for two. went for yeah, two. I remember that. Will Witherspoon tipped it away. Yep. I can still remember that. And uh, Patrick Pass had a 58-yard touchdown run, and Charles Grant blocked a punt. After the game, Jerry DiNardo's quote, on why he went on why he went for two was he his quote they had struggled moving the ball all day we just didn't think that we would win in overtime would you ever see a coach in 2018 going for two in an SEC game you'd kick the extra point and go for the win but that was oh that was after the that was after the overtime rule yes they would have gone to overtime if he had he tried the extra point and And that game was in Athens it was in Athens yeah there's there's a book that says you go for the win on the road 2005 SEC championship game. DJ Shockley to Sean Bailey two times in the first quarter. Georgia won 34-14. Tim Jennings had a pick six in the fourth quarter. Oh, God, that led to the Splendor Bowl. Yes, it did. (sighs) Georgia went to the Sugar Bowl because of that. So I've got a question for you. That was an amazing game. Everybody everybody still celebrates that game. Can you guess the total yards that Georgia had in that game? Um, I remember it was over 500, but I don't remember what it was. No. 721. Georgia had 250 yards total offense. Are you offense. serious? <laughs> they did. It was a very 
pedestrian offensive game. What was After the score? That, it was 34 to 14. Oh, that's right. Georgia had two. Georgia had a pick six and a fumble recovery for a touchdown, that right? Sounds right. Yeah. Sounds right. But yeah, Tim Jennings with a pick six in those first two plays in the first quarter. And then okay. it just got, I mean, LSU only had 230 yards total offense. Yeah, look at that game on the on the YouTubes. Yeah, it's paltry when you look at the, the, the offensive stats on that game. So uh, 2008, 53 to 38. Down in Baton Rouge, uh, was it Daryl Gamble picked off Gamble a pass twice? Twice, yes. That's it. Georgia had 443 yards of offense in that game. LSU had 497. No, Sean Marino ran 21 times for 163 yards and a touchdown. That was my that was my first LSU game down there. Down there, yep. And then they came back to Athens the next year, which was a disappointing loss. You'll remember this 16 13 game, 13 to 20. Okay, in the fourth quarter it was 14 to 13, oh. and there were three touchdowns. In the final three minutes. Yeah, that was the A.J. Green celebration penalty game, right? That was the A.J. Green celebration penalty. You know, this would be a lot easier if I could write my own, read my own, if I could write my own reading, if I could read my own writing. <laughs> write your own Gosh. Uh, yeah, A.J. with 100, with 109. I didn't put the decimal point or the colon. With one minute and nine seconds left, he scored a touchdown pass and then got flagged for an excessive celebration, which made us kick from the 15 yard line and the referees after the game said green made a gesture to the crowd calling attention to himself oh my god i can't i can't even no no i can't that game that game remains that and the rameek wilson targeting penalty at vanderbilt remains the two like are you kidding me cause because that changed that changed the rule book actually they after that over the next year they changed the wording to allow players to team celebrate because he was he basically all he did was throw the hands up beside his head literally dropped the ball threw the hands up beside his head at at, at the, the crowd, crowd yep. and then turned around and ran off and they threw the penalty it's yep. just it's just the worst yeah and then LSU scored with the few Thanks, seconds left wagers. Yep. And then finally, the last time Georgia played was the aforementioned 41 or 44 41 game. Georgia was ranked ninth and LSU was ranked sixth in that game. It was a top 10 matchup, Will's first game. It makes me feel like I've lived here for a while. I've you, actually gone through an LSU permutation. You have? Yeah. Cheers to that. Cheers. That was Georgia's third out of four games that year against top 10 teams. Mm-hmm. They had played South Carolina and who else did they open with that year that was top 10? What year? 2013. Was that the um, Boise State year? No. No, that was 11. 11? 11, yeah. we lost. Because the the first actual Georgia game I ever watched in the city of Athens was at uh, your old place. Oh, Clemson. That's it. They opened with Clemson. It was a loss to Clemson. They were 4-1, and and they were still ranked ninth because it was a good loss. I was not at the South Carolina game yet because I had not gotten uh, close to a friend. Yeah. Yeah, so there is your Georgia versus LSU – history and kind of walk down memory lane and series matchups. So fun office pools. I was able to get 10 games in this week. Um, my apologies if somehow I miss it next week. I'm going to be traveling. Do we have um, a, I'm curious. Did Illinois Purdue make this? Illinois Purdue. Did I put Illinois Purdue in there this week, Scott? Yeah. You did. I, did. I thought I did. Because it fell, it fell within my, my parameters. Yeah. Like it's an eight-point game or something like that. Um, Let me rearrange these so I can get to the SEC games at the end. We don't want it to be talking about Wisconsin-Michigan on the last pick. It's two ranked teams, man. This week has a lot of ranked teams playing, too. All right. Okay, I'm re... You want me to do it or are you going to do it? Why don't you do it? Okay. 
All right, starting it off, Duke versus Georgia Tech. Tech's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Duke used to be undefeated. They had an off week. And Georgia Tech still is scoring touchdown points on Bobby Petrino. <laughs> and Brian Van Gorder, by the way. I mean, I saved his job there. I mean, he was, like, trending the wrong way, and then all of a sudden... Kind of exciting. Man. So you think you think Tech keeps running with it? I do. I think Tech's going to win. They're playing at home. It's Duke. Yeah, I agree. I'm taking Georgia Tech. Give me Duke. What? Oh, okay. Michigan State. You smell that? I can't. I've no Mich- smell. Remember? That, that's Michigan State's offense. Um, yeah, man. They they go to Penn State. Penn State's favored by thirteen and a half. That's not enough points, in my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me the the Northwestern starting to like go coats. By the way, by the way, um, I had a great moment this while I'm friends with Tiffany. Um, So I sit like three seats over from Tiffany, completely happenstance, but I sit three seats over from Tiffany. So right down in front of us, we had two Penn State fans, which is not unusual. Georgia over in the the faculty uh, the faculty seating area. There's a lot of different universities represented. Two guys wearing Penn State jerseys uh, or shirts. So, so at some point in the fourth quarter, they still wants to do the wave. I was like, <laughs> and they're like, do the wave. And Tiffany's like, no, this is not the Big Ten. Yeah. And I was so happy to be friends with her after that moment <laughs> because I was like, look, guys, it's not 1989. We're not doing the wave in here. And it's worth, they never do the wave at Illinois games, but only because no one is there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I believe That's that. so dark. Uh, Wisconsin goes to Michigan. That's where game day is going to be. Um, number 15 versus number 12. This feels like a Michigan beatdown for me. Yeah. I think they're starting to get it together. I know that Wisconsin, this was supposed to be their tough game. I mean, they're still undefeated in the Big Ten. I kind of feel like Michigan, with all the early loss, got everybody freaked out. They started a little slow against Maryland. I actually think Michigan asserts the Harbaugh place in this game and actually wins. Yeah, that game last week versus Maryland, it's kind of almost like the Illinois-Penn State game light, you know, where Maryland jumped out to an early lead, Michigan looked terrible, and then Michigan ends up winning by three touchdowns. So I think the Wolverines are going to take this as well. Agreed. All right, Purdue at... Wait, I can't read that. I-L-L. Illinois. I. All right, so can we talk? Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Purdue's favored by 10.5. Which is awfully high. I got to say, Purdue is losing a lot of games right now, and they don't look great. Illinois is not golden to any stretch of the imagination, but this is A, homecoming. B, if we can talk a little jerseys, they're wearing the Red Grange Galloping Ghost jerseys, which are my favorite jerseys that Illinois wear. They're the all ideas. Like, I don't know if you guys know this, but college football was essentially invented at the University of Illinois, just like homecoming itself. So the jerseys are in black and white? They're, they're in black and I white. agree with the homecoming part. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying that college football really gained its massive popularity in the age of Red Grange. And, uh, University when was he alive? Uh, in like 1979, who knows? It was a long time ago, and um, way before me, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, is Illinois did what I have been waiting for them to do, pretty much since Levy Smith has been hired, which is actually like take a team that you're supposed to beat and beat them definitively. It was very exciting. It was very fun. The run game is awesome. Screw you, Purdue. Illinois is winning this game. We are halfway to six. I still don't know how you get the six if you win this game. There's no way you get the six if you lose this game. No. But I am no. I am excited. You know what's going to be know. fun is watching Will, well, Tony, you'll be near him, but Same watching time. him look at his phone oh, yeah. while George is playing LSU. No, you want, no, our seats are separate. We're not yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's sitting 
He's sitting, he has Basically, what will happen is I will be sitting next to Alexa and I will say, hey, Illinois is up. And she'll be like, just don't look at me with that. Right. Good, <laughs> yes. good for her. Good for her. I, please don't talk to me. Um, so here's, here's kind of how I follow this. I, I still think Illinois gets the six wins, but they don't win this game after at Wisconsin, at Maryland, who looks much better. I mean, they got to win this game. The, the thing about it. Conley has them losing the rest of the games, right? Um. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. The, the the thing the thing about this is that Purdue has had some good games and they've had some bad games. And when they have bad games, they just have a terrible game. I think it's one of the games. Give it to Illinois. I'm going to go with uh, the Illini Red Grange jerseys. Ooh. The fact that they're going to wear special jerseys that warms my heart. So I'm going to go they with wear them Illinois once a year. I'm cool with that. Homecoming and they're awesome. They're I'm, awesome gray jerseys. If, if I could ever find an Illinois highlight, I'd love to see it. You just don't, don't <laughs> well, see like, them on had two runs for more than 70 yards last week. So, All right, uh, Washington at Oregon. Um, look, I put this game in here because I was feeling salty on a um, um, uh, Sunday night, right? Mm-hmm. And that game is really it's, – it's a strangely close game, but, but there's a, like a three-point Oregon bump because it's at home. I still think Washington wins this game, but man, this has a lot of Pac-12 at after dark written on it. Even though it's in the afternoon, yeah. Stanford stinking, but it's, it's uh, late is for the us. thing that kind of sells me on Oregon. It'd be bad, which is that like Stanford, like they lost to Utah last week, and Oregon, the whole thing. Oh, poor Oregon! They should have won the game against Stanford. Everything went bad. That, it actually makes me think neither team is very good. So I'm taking Washington. I like the dogs on the West Coast as well. West Coast dogs. Yeah, Florida at Vanderbilt. Three weeks ago, I just said Vanderbilt wins this game. But I'm all in on Florida now. I have to say that's that's the game that actually makes me more nervous than any other game. I think Florida puts a number on them. Can you tell your kid to get off the Wi-Fi so I can look up stat profiles? <laughs> no, is that a thing we can do? Um, yeah, I, I I think it's probably Florida wins this game. Um, I was I was impressed with how. Well, Vanderbilt ran the ball last week, especially oh, yeah. the first half. Yeah. Um, I think some of that was our run fits with our, our young line, linebackers, but I still think I still think they win. This game is going to be interesting late, though. All right. The Aggies travel to bad Columbia and play the Gamecocks on a terrible field. Give me A&M by bunch. I keep thinking I keep overrating South Carolina. This takes takes the Yeah, I'm going to take A&M as well. Mississippi at Arkansas. Mississippi, they have all the offense. They oh might score 70 points again. Yeah, but Arkansas might score 64. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, this game has this all the This game is always crazy. It's the one that went all, into all the five overtimes before. In, in, uh, in overtime. I, I mean, take the over. Whatever. I definitely take the over, whatever it is. But um, I, I think this game's at Arkansas. Yes, and here's the thing if you were betting in Vegas, you could make a killing on this because Ole Miss is favored by six and a half. Are you serious? Yes. No chance I touch that. Um, <laughs> Mississippi. Is legal to, to gamble in Louisiana yet? Can oh, yeah. Play? Everywhere. So I, can, I, I don't want to get on. I don't want to uh, support FanDuel. Can I do it in like a casino? I think you I, can. Yeah, I mean, I, well, we'll go to Harris and find we'll out. We'll find out. All right. Report back because that would be an interesting topic to discuss. I'll tell you what. If we can do that, I will put $20 on Mississippi to cover in this game. Well, I'll double that. Might, yeah, you might as well double it. Um, Tennessee at Auburn. Oh, oh, dude. That's. I mean, this has this has all the makings of a get right game for Auburn. 
I still think Auburn wins. How much? I, how much would you love to see Tennessee break its streak? Wow! Of like I mean, owing everything to look, the SEC. Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm a spiteful son of a. I love write that down. I love, 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 love the possibility of Tennessee going zero and eight. But if they beat Auburn, it's okay. And mm-hmm. Auburn can't fire Gus because his buyout's like thirty-two million dollars or whatever it is. It'd be great. It would be amazing. I think there's going to be some pucker factor late. I think Auburn wins, but it's going to be a crazy game. It would be quite a thing. Tennessee won this game. It really <laughs> would be quite a thing. I do not think they will, but whew, it would be quite a thing. Well, y'all be watching this where you're tailgating because that kicks off at noon. Okay. Uh, yeah, boy. I, I, I'm sorry. Don't you mean 11? 11. It, it means noon, 11. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Eastern time. Noon, God's noon. time. Yeah, you can change your clock. I wouldn't change mine. Auburn's going to win. I'm there. Why would I not change my clock? I'm literally there. My I phone's going to change. It. It's a don't thing. Don't even wear a watch anymore. No, I, I set my phone watch. to where it doesn't change. I do wear. I like a, like a classic watch. Yeah, yeah I, I get a heavy. Especially watch. when I fly. Yeah. I love the watch when I fly. I love to do the little flick back. Yeah, my so. problem is I wear my watch underneath, and so it always oh, yeah. bangs and scratches. All right, uh, Georgia at three thirty travels to LSU on CBS. That was in the wrong. Order, but you get what I mean. Georgia and LSU is this are our playing. Last game? This is it. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Georgia's. It says here seven and a half. Okay, I'll start. Yeah. Um, there was a time that I was vaguely concerned about this game, um, and it was before LSU lost to Florida, before Auburn lost to Mississippi State. Uh, I don't have a lot of faith in LSU. And I also, to be fair, I don't actually have a ton of faith in Georgia to do the full stomp game that I want them to. But if they do, this feels like the time where you stomp them and then have two weeks before Florida. Like, that's how it feels like to me. This feels like a, you know what? There's going to be some little issues. Maybe there's an interception here. Maybe there's a couple penalties here. Uh, we, you talked earlier about how if they have they give up 115 yards in penalty, they might lose this game. I think they actually don't. I think if they give 100, I don't think they will do that, by the way. But I think even if that happened, I still think they win this game. I'm really not sold on LSU. I'm really not sold on the idea of Georgia freaking out when they're on the road. I know it gets crazy in there. This still does not feel like an LSU team that uh, is in the league of what Georgia is doing right now. I'm going to go with Georgia 35, LSU 17. You mean to go? Yeah. So I, I can't disagree with you about that. I, I keep coming back to when you look at, because ordinarily I want to go to, okay, best unit versus best unit. Georgia's best unit is offense right now. LSU's best unit is defense. How does that turn out? And when I start thinking about what I think we're I think we're going to see is we're going to see a, a team that um, shows up, it's interesting to play, and can score when they want to. And I'm talking about Georgia. Um, you know, I would have before the Florida game, I would have been far more nervous about this, far more nervous about this. And we'll say it's a relatively score, low scoring game. 28, 17, something like that. The, but the more I think about it, when I look at the scores, when I look at Bill Conley's stats, uh, by the way, George's projected to be a nine-plus point win, um, 
it's not hard to see where Georgia probably didn't get to 40 points, but wins this game 38-24, something like that. Um, I mean, there's a world where we win it by one. I just think 38-24 feels right. Well, as we went over in the years past part of Georgia versus LSU and Baton Rouge, they've won five times down there, and, and recently they've won a decent amount. And Georgia's been pretty good on the road as well. Starting this year, they went to South Carolina, won 41-17. Missouri, they win 43-29. to I think they're just going to split the difference there and win 42, meaning splitting the difference between 41 and 43, 42 to say 20 or something. I would expect to see something similar of how the game started last week where they started out with like 11 passes and two runs. I think they did that by design. I think they wanted to show that they're not just a run team these days because they could pull that out of their pocket whenever they want because they go four deep on that. So, I mean, when you got Hardman, you got Holloman, you got Robertson, you got Godwin, you got Crumpton out there, all guys that can light it up and make outstanding acrobatic catches. And then you got Fromm and uh, Fields pulling the trigger. I like them to start out fast, and I think they're going to score a lot of points. So a quick hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Fill in the blanks. If blank has this many of somethings, Georgia wins. If, uh, if blank has this many somethings. Um, if uh, if I got it. Holofield has 20 carries, 25 carries. Wow. Wow. I like it. That's why I did this because I was like, "Where are you? Where Wait, are if you?" Georgia. If blank, say it again. If Holofield has, no. if blank has this many somethings, Georgia wins. If Ed Ogeron is given <laughs> six timeouts to call <laughs> in the first half, oh my god, I love it. Georgia wins. So I had to make a joke about him punching timeouts. Twenty. We have twenty's a lot. Um, if, if Walker, yeah. If Walker has. Three sacks, Georgia wins. I'll tell them that that's what you want. Okay. When we I go upstairs. I appreciate it. Yeah. Not your son, Walker. Okay. DeAndre Walker. Okay, I got you. Yeah. All right. He has three sacks. I think they win. By well, the, yeah. the podcast did not go as long as the Georgia Vanderbilt game, but. This is exciting, man. This is exciting. This is big. This, this feels like the first big one. I bet it's the first big one. I'm sitting, yeah. It feels like the first podcast. Where it's, this has been, this has been, we'll close on this, but like this has been a little bit of a weird season in that like every game has not really been that exciting. Well, it's Georgia's like, first ranked opponent. They're yeah, playing. like finally they get to like. Uh, South Carolina. I think they were 24. Oh, you're right. But yeah. yeah. But um, they. It just hasn't been that thrill yet. And last year was full of those thrills. It's coming. I mean, this it came feels, second week. Yeah. Right? Yeah, kind of. But that game was, I mean, that felt more like an establishment of authority than necessarily being a challenger <laughs> coming up. For a one-point game, it really yeah. did. And I feel like this is it, right? This is, this is the exciting game we're waiting for. Yeah, hopefully Will and I will be able to do some stuff. I do intend to record some stuff. Hey, at the just tailgate record it with, and send it to me, and who knows? With, with the LSU fans. Yeah. Um, Take all, some video. Because we're all traveling Sunday, so i assuming doing a Sunday post game will be difficult. I mean, I think I, I can do it probably you know from the road. Are you all traveling together? No, you're flying back, right? What time do you leave? Yeah, I'm flying. We're driving. driving. We're driving back. It might be uh, tough for us. Yeah. yeah. It'll be tough for us. Okay, we'll do it Sunday night. Late. Or I mean, I'll I can just, do it late. I'll just do, do one by myself. Yeah, that's fine too. And we can get together Monday for the. Uh, no, uh, we we'll, need to talk. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about this off offline. offline. Yeah, we'll talk about that yeah. Sorry, it just occurred to me that we, we yeah we're off next week. We're having a, yeah, so we'll talk about that. I, I I have to admit I have a habit uh, Monday about twelve fifteen twelve thirty checking Twitter 
for game times yes. uh, for two weeks from so now. We don't get to do that now. We don't, do, we don't have to. It's amazing because yeah. we, uh, until the Kentucky game, we don't have to worry about game times. So. All right, well, everyone, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. If you're heading down to Baton Rouge for the game, keep an eye out for Will and Tony. And if you see them, make sure to say hello, grab a pic, and tweet it out to us so we can share it on our social media. Our Twitter handle is at WSLS Podcast. We will be recording an episode next week, even though the dogs will not be recorded. Well, they don't have a podcast, but they are not playing next week. It's an off week, so who knows what we're going to come up with to talk about. You know what would be really great, though? We've been stuck on 131 iTunes reviews for about a month now. So if you could share your thoughts on our show by rating and reviewing us, that would be much appreciated. And we'll discuss it and read your review on the show next week. So safe travels to all of you road dogs traveling down to the Big Easy. We will see you on campus in about a month. And as always, go dogs. Uh, Hawks are playing uh, the Knicks in the opener this year. Yeah. That's at the Garden, though. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what the State Farm Center looks like now. State Farm Arena. That's the new Hawks. They've yeah. redone it. State Farm huh? Center is, is Illinois. Illinois. State Farm Arena. It's not, it's not, it's not Phillips? It's State Farm Arena. What they do differently? They get rid of all the TVs? Yeah, they did redo it. They did redo a bunch of stuff. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. They did redo a bunch of stuff. Does Phillips even make TVs anymore? Yeah, I, just, I feel like Phillips is like not even like a thing that exists. It's not even a tech company There's anymore. There's always money in. There's always money to market ways. State Farm is now uh, the stadium for the Illinois Fighting Illini, the Atlanta Hawks, and the Arizona Cardinals. So, and it's based in uh, in Bloomington, Illinois. So. It's not University of Phoenix Stadium they anymore. The University of Phoenix Stadium, because it's a huge scam. What's what's what is, is it like? Devry. De, uh, it's like Devry. Yeah, actually, what is it's a little scam? worse than Devry. I think Devry at least does help a little. The University of Phoenix. Phoenix. Oh, a hundred percent scam. Cool. I thought you meant Purdue. Apologies to anybody who has a degree from no, University just, of Phoenix. Look, I, if you have it, that's sorry you sorry you got scammed. Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. know how to say I mean, it. Maybe it'll be some use for you, or maybe it won't. But you did get scammed. Yeah, <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> Let's be clear. As yeah, we might say. as we might say.